This is a Federal News Network podcast. After brewing for more than a year, the rules for the Defense Department's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification are out. The industry is coming to grips with this new requirement that if you're in the DOD supply chain, you've got to demonstrate to a third party of sorts that you have a modicum of cybersecurity chops. Here with a summary, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo. And Joe, I guess the industry was caught a little bit by surprise when this came out as an interim rule and not a proposed rule, even though everyone knew it was coming. So CMMC is definitely here. Well, that's right. This rule is going to take care of and lay out a path for the transition from the current system, which relies on the uh, NIST Special SP 800-171 standard to CMMC, which is a new uh, standard that builds on the NIST standard, but goes well beyond it. And the transition period is going to start from the end of next month, the end of November, and it's going to be completed by the end of fiscal year 2025. So by September 30, 2025, we should be living under the new CMMC requirement. The immediate effect of the new rule, and and before I get into that, I should add, this is going to have an enormous impact because it will apply to all DOD contracts, including those for commercial items, excluding only commercial off-the-shelf items, only COTS are excluded. And they're going to be flow down to affected subcontracts. If the subcontractor has information that's covered by the clause, the subcontractor has to meet the standard as well. So the current change is that for new awards, contractors have to post their assessment under the NIST standard to an online system called the Supplier Performance Risk System, SPRS. NIST standards are at basic, medium, or high. Medium or high levels are going to be posted by DOD, and DOD will or can perform those medium or high level assessments. That is to Uh, say DOD itself can perform them, or do you have to go to one of the third party there is a cohort of a thousand assessors. Right. The outside assessors, the third party assessors, are going to be assessing compliance with CMMC. Now, you have to comply with the various portions of the NIST standard to meet the CMMC levels. But right now, that system, as we'll find out, still being rolled out. So we've got this kind of immediate impact. But people have been dealing with the NIST standards now for a while and should be up to speed on them. I mean, in some sense, contractors should have cybersecurity in place. And if they're doing business with the Defense Department, it would not seem shocking to be able to demonstrate that you can comply with the standards outlined in SP-171. That's one of the basic NIST documents, and it's not new. Right. What's happening here is that, of course, you need cybersecurity, but DOD wants to impose a series of minimum standards and minimum requirements, and those are going to vary in severity and difficulty depending upon the risk involved by the specific contract. So what we're looking forward to now is the implementation of CMMC in this period starting from the end of November through the end of fiscal 2025. What we will need at the end of that period and at various points during it is that contractors are going to need a current CMMC certificate at the level called out in the solicitation. There are five levels of certification for CMMC. Basically, they build on the NIST requirements with their own sets of requirements. The certificate has to be maintained during the contract life. It has to be current. In other words, issued in the last three years. So you have to renew your certification. And the unique thing about CMMC is it's going to be issued, the certificate's going to be issued by a third-party evaluator. And these are assessors who are approved by a private body 
the CMMC accreditation body. And one of the things that's interesting here is that these requirements, the CMMC requirements, can be used until the end of FY 2025, but they have to be authorized by the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense Acquisition and Sustainment. So the phasing in is going to be a little slower because you've got to get approval to impose CMMC. We're speaking with Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo. So what you've outlined is what I think people are realizing is a fairly complex apparatus, but nevertheless, there is this burden on contractors. So to get to that 2025 certification, what do you have to do? I mean, what should contractors be doing now? Well, what contractors should be doing, of course, is uh, initially making sure that their NIST assessments are posted to the SPRS because that's going to be necessary for them to get new contracts. They're going to be implementing the CMMC requirements, and they should be working on those as well. And they're going to have to make sure that their supply chain, the affected subcontractors, are also doing the same things. Now, the challenges in rolling out CMMC are the following. I mean, first of all, you need to have these third-party assessors certify you. The assessments won't be available until the first or second quarter of 2021, And that's at the earliest. That's if there's no slippage in the schedule for COVID or whatever other problems there might be. You then have to get the assessment in order to compete for contracts that during this interim period might require CMMC certifications. So this is going to be a real challenge for contractors, and it may limit competition in specific procurements depending on how fast DOD starts requiring CMMC certifications. What's the universe here? DOD estimates that certifications will be required for about 212,000 prime contractors and 8,309, quote, known unique subcontractors, close quote. Well, a lot of subcontractors are also prime contractors, so you don't want to count them twice. But I just find it astonishing to believe that only 8,000, can only be 8,000 subcontractors that are not also prime contractors affected by this. Well, the other question is, this costs money to do. You have to get the assessor in, and you've got to take some measures, possibly the equipment and software and so forth, to get to that level where you can be certified. Are these table stakes, or can you use these costs as part of your bid for cost basis of the bid? Well, I think the current thinking is that you know this is a contract requirement, so in the, the contract, uh, the cost rather of complying with this can be built into your indirect cost records. And the other thing is that The entire system used by the contractor doesn't necessarily have to be certified, just those portions dealing with the contract. So there may be ways to limit costs by isolating certain systems. The DOD estimate for what this is going to cost on an annualized basis total is $6.5 billion. But the assumption there is that very few contractors, they actually give the number of 66 will be required to certify at the highest CMMC levels, four and five. Everyone else is going to be certifying at levels one, two, and three. And of course, the costs of compliance rise quite steeply as you go up the scale. That may be too optimistic. There may be more contractors than 66 in those high levels. And if that's the case, then the annual cost will climb accordingly. But a couple of hundred thousand companies are affected by this in some way or another and better get ready to deal with it. Yes, at least a couple hundred thousand. They're going to have to go through the system. Uh, It's all going to have to take place in the next few years for this thing to work and for competition to, uh, to continue. 
Well, misery loves company. Joseph Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Thank you for that primer. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 